your Locked On Blues, your daily podcast on the St. Louis Blues. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, guys, and welcome back to the Locked On Blues Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm Thomas Welch. I'm Josh Hyman. And we got a fun episode for you today. Not so much fun is the fact that Ryan O'Reilly, Blues captain, is in COVID protocol, uh, joining Brandon Saad. He will be missing the next 10 days, it sounds like. So the Blues are going to have to fill that hole when they go up against Colorado Avalanche on Thursday. We'll be starting off the episode with that, kind of segueing into Vladimir Tarasenko. More talk. Sounds like uh, his name is on our mouths constantly, but he has to be when he's playing hockey like this. We're also going to talk a little bit about Billy Huso because how can you not after his first performance on the season is a shutout. And we're going to round out today's episode by asking the question, is this the best Blues team we've seen in the Blues history? Or maybe my personal history, uh, because I'm only 24 years old. This is the best Blues team we've seen in a long time. But before we hop into all of that, Uh, I want to tell you guys about our friends over at Rock Auto because this episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. Visit rockauto.com and tell them Locked On sent you. All right, Josh. So it was reported, obviously, uh, the very unfortunate news that Ryan O'Reilly will be missing the next 10 days. Uh, Probably going to have to isolate because 10 days does mean he is symptomatic. So, uh... A little bit of an issue there is kind of the first one of the first bumps in the road that the Blues have run into. Obviously, uh, losing Brandon Saad and Buchnevich wasn't great either. Uh, but how do you think the Blues will bounce back from the lack of their captain, especially against a team that has so much firepower in the Colorado Avalanche? Yeah, uh, it's definitely tough because, like you said, uh, he is probably going to have to isolate as well. So it's not just like a 10-day injury where he can still be around the team. Uh, hanging around practices, you know, having having that sort of off-ice effect that we know that Ryan O'Reilly can have. Um, he's going to have to be away from the team uh, and, and not bringing that sort of extra impact as well as the on-ice impact. So it, it is definitely a big loss for the, for the Blues, for sure. Um, he's their captain. He drives the engine of the team a lot of the times. Hadn't even had the hottest start to the season. Um, so maybe that's a bit of a silver lining is they're, they're doing just fine without him really contributing as well as he had has offensively in the past, which is no knock on him. He's still playing a spectacular defensive game, but um, definitely going to be an impact that's felt by the Blues. But as we've been saying this whole season, they have the depth to withstand these bumps, and that's what it takes for a team to be successful. It's going to happen, there, especially with – uh, the pandemic, there's going to be COVID related absences. There's going to be injuries. Um, this, this isn't going to be the first time and, or this isn't the first time and this won't be the last time we're dealing with uh, extended absences for some of our better players. So I, I think that they're going to bounce back. All right. I mean, we saw it when we played Colorado, they were missing a couple key players and they weren't able to um, keep up with the blues as a result, but um, they definitely, I think has have the depth as um, Chase says in chat. Thanks Chase. Um, they have a lot of depth at the forward position, um, able to make up for the, the loss of Ryan O'Reilly for the next week and a half. Yeah, and it sounds like one of those depth pieces that is going to see some playing time is Dakota Joshua, as he's as he was called up uh, from the Springfield Thunderbirds. So uh, that leads me to believe that Joshua plays center. Uh, so you kind of take out Ryan O'Reilly, move up Robert Thomas, move up Braden Shen, 
move up Tyler Bozak and slot in Dakota Joshua. And you're potentially looking at the same lineup, but with every center moved up a spot. Now, Baruby could potentially uh, swing that a couple different ways because it seems like he likes uh, the combinations of the forwards that he has right now, especially Tarasenko and Thomas. I mean, they've been tearing it up together. So I, I, I don't assume he would want to split those guys up. But the biggest thing for me that sucks, I mean, there's a lot of things that suck. I mean, it's COVID, right? He's in COVID protocol. So that sucks. But in terms of a matchup, it really sucks for me because even dating back to the playoffs when the Blues were swept, I mean, we didn't have David Perron, right? So the argument could be made that we didn't get a fair assessment of whether this team can is capable of hanging with the big dogs. Now, all intents and purposes, I don't think they were, and that's the reason that they were swept. And David Perron can only do so much and score so many goals. But even this season when we played them, they didn't have Landis Gog or McKinnon, uh, and we came out victorious, but they made it a lot closer at the end uh, than I would have liked them to. And so now we're playing them again, uh, and we're not going to be have Ryan O'Reilly, and we're not going to be having Brandon Saad. So it's still like the last, I guess, what, six games? Because four games sweep and then two now. Uh, we haven't played a full roster against a full roster in terms of the Avalanche. So uh, I think in terms of kind of seeing where this team is at, even though the Avalanche have been struggling lately, uh, the Vegas Golden Knights have been struggling lately, but they played us very well. I thought that was a very impressive win, but uh, this could be a very impressive win for the Blues too. Uh, but like I said, you don't really get a fair and true assessment of where this team is at right now because they're missing two of their biggest pieces. Yeah, um, and JTab asks, is COVID protocol two weeks, no O'Reilly or Saad for that long? I believe Saad was shorter. I think, like Tommy said, O'Reilly is 10 days because with the NHL's protocols, if you are symptomatic, you do have to isolate for 10 days. Um, That's correct. So I- I'm not sure what the timeline is on Saad. I do know that it's shorter. Um but I don't think that – I think it's going to be the next game, a couple games or so for both of them. But um, I think – well, it's definitely true that you can't get an idea of how the whole team looks because of, you know, you're not matching up your full roster against a full roster. I think it's almost more beneficial to say, okay, but what are the depth? what does the depth of this team look like? If they can continue to roll with the early season bumps that are bound to happen at the start of any hockey season and not let it slow their momentum. I mean, heck they're off to the best start in franchise history. Um, even with dealing with um, injuries, COVID absences, suspensions, etc. So I, I think it is going to definitely gonna be a big test and without Ryan O'Reilly, even more so um, saying, can, you know, Ryan O'Reilly, you know what you're going to get out of him every night. Um, can the depth step up and, be enough with with without him so that way you know that if there's a game in the future when he struggles when he's not completely there like we know that he can be the rest of the team can rally around him and still produce a win so definitely a big test yeah absolutely and uh with ryan o'reilly being out of the lineup it sounds like nathan mckinnon will be in the lineup uh if if it goes anything like it was last playoff in the playoffs when the blues were swept uh, you should probably bet the over so if you're going to do that check you got to check out our friends over at bet online because they're back and better than ever a new web interface to start basketball season and obviously nhl season as well as more props odds and lines than ever before bet online remains your number one spot for all the basketball football and nhl action this season Head to their new website and updated mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use the promo code LOCKEDON to receive your bonus. From basketball, football, baseball, postseason, 
NHL, boxing, and UFC right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. That's at Bet Online, where the game starts. Now, if you're going to check out our friends over there, you got to check out our friends over at Direct TV Stream, too, because I want to ask you something, Josh. Let me know if this sounds familiar, okay? You've got one device that lets you catch the game live, another that lets you stream your favorite TV shows. You're watching sports highlights on your phone, and you've got your neighbor's best friend's login for the other good stuff. I want to tell you about a simple way to get all of that entertainment you love without the hassle and a great way to finally get your TV together. It's called DirecTV Stream, and it brings your live TV and on-demand favorites together like never before so you can watch your favorite sports movies and shows all in one place. That means no more juggling remotes, no need to buy another device ever again, and the best part is there's no annual contract. So get rid of the clutter and the confusion and get your TV together with DirecTV Stream. You can learn more at directtv.com. That's directtv.com. Compatible device required. Content varies by package. You know what else varies by package, Josh? Is Vladimir Tarasenko. And I think that package depends on the year. Maybe that package depends on whether he wants to stay in St. Louis or whether he wants out. But this looks like a completely different player uh, than I've seen in the last probably four or five years. Uh, he's absolutely tearing it up. We talked about we talked about him on the last podcast because he was tearing it up against Vegas too. Uh, and we said it'd be difficult to keep this guy out of the top six if he keeps playing like this. Uh, I still kind of stand by that. But obviously he was the first star of the night. Blues chants are chanting it. Blues fans are chanting his name, Vladdy. Vladdy, crack a smile from him uh, in the post-game interview with Panger. Uh, How do you think Vladimir Tarasenko feels? Obviously, he had a great performance, so he he feels good in that regard. Uh, Do you think he's changed his mind about staying in St. Louis at all? Do you think uh, that trade request is still relevant and hot? Or do you think him being on a contender, him being on this team as it's it's built right now, uh, do you think he wants to stay here and and two-part question do you think it's more beneficial for the blues to keep him or do you think it's more beneficial for him to keep raising his stocks and blues sell him at the highest possible price yeah uh loaded question there um i I just think (laughs) no 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 worries has to be answered um i just think first of all to give vladimir tarasenko some credit let's go back a little bit to the beginning of the season or even after the trade request when it started to sink in that there's a chance that he might be starting the season with the St. Louis Blues. Um, I don't know how high your expectations of of for him were in terms of like, okay, after all the baloney he's put put us not even him, but all after all the rumors that have we've we've been put through this off season. I hate with, baloney. Yeah, for real, all the baloney he's put us through. Um, I think that myself and a lot of fans were like, okay, he better come out fire, firing at all cylinders if he really thinks that you know he has the authority to call for a trade request like that. Um, obviously, later in the, later on in the off season, I, things calmed down, and I wasn't I wasn't as upset with the whole trade request as I was initially um, because, like I've said before, this has been an eight month ongoing process between Tarasenko, his agent, the management, and we got like four tweets in an athletic article of context, and it's spiraled conversations for months now so we only know as much as we do um 
But for him to sort of come out and get the fans back on his side that quickly when it was definitely a teeter-totter in terms of whether or not they would be frustrated in seeing sort of the old Tarasenko, not old Tarasenko, but the Tarasenko we've seen in the last few seasons where he seems a little bit passive, a little bit timid. I think that would have frustrated a lot of fans uh, because then not only are you stuck with someone who wants out, you're stuck with someone who wants out and isn't doing anything to help their trade value. Now, I don't want to trade him. I don't. I mean, as you saw, the fans and uh, Enterprise didn't want to trade him. Um, and I mean, I've seen the way he's interacting with the team, the way he's smiling. I can't see a scenario where the Blues continue to play as well as they do. Um, and Vladimir Tarasenko doesn't at least finish out the season with the St. Louis Blues. It would make no sense. Um, he's a competitive guy. He obviously wants to win. He's not pulling a Jack Eichel or, um, oh man, who was it? Who was it last season? That, like, was it Dubois? That like yeah, Dubois Pierre Luc skated just, in a circle for thirty seconds and hopped back on the bench. Yeah, yeah. It, it's every if you were in a coma all off season and didn't see the trade rumors, you would have you would be none the wiser to Vladimir Tarasenko wanting out. And I think that that's the best thing that you could. I mean, if you had told me that that would be the case whenever that article dropped that he wanted to trade, if you told me that it, we would be talking about vintage Tarasenko and wanting him to be around as much as possible a couple weeks into the regular season, I would think you were crazy. I'd say no way. So it, it's, it's a great outcome for now. Obviously I think it's, a, I still think it's a temporary solution. And, and if I had to put money on it, I would say if we're still sitting around the trade deadline, um, top of the conference looking like world beaters and he does want out, which again, who knows if he still wants out, it'll probably be more of a, Hey, I'll finish out the season here. Move me in the off season sort of deal. Um, but if, if the team, maybe starts to struggle um, and they're sort of a, a seller at the deadline, then maybe I'd see him moving, but I don't think he gets moved this season. This entire situation, like you said, eight month ongoing process, it's been kind of a headache. And I think especially now with the way that he's playing, it, it complicates things even more. So here's, here's my understanding of it. And before chat hops on me uh, and this kind of draws some, remarks this is just my opinion and my interpretation of it i'm not saying it's right i'm not saying it's wrong i'm just saying this is how i kind of see things right so there's there was always those reports that came out that schwartz and shen kind of had trouble playing on the same line as tarasenko like they didn't really like it particularly much so it seems like a kind of a rift there the captaincy thing was kind of a rift um i think last year when hoffman and Perron were kind of getting the attention on the power play tarasenko was moved to the net front presence i believe and he didn't really like that because he wants to be in that shooter position, which uh, he, he should want to be in that shooter position. He's a goal scorer, right? But I think the way that this all played out with Doug Armstrong not being able to find a suitor for him, and not even because Doug Armstrong was asking for ridiculous prices, but because all of these teams weren't willing to come Seattle up to Seattle could have had him for free. That's what I was going to, too. So these teams aren't asking, ask or they're not throwing out astronomical trade pieces, right? So Doug Armstrong is showing this to Tarasenko and his agent, they're kind of getting an idea of, okay, well, maybe Vladdy probably has his high opinion of himself, right, and confidence, as he should. Like, he's been in the league for a long time, always mentioned as one of the top goal scorers. I don't think the league had the same consensus opinion of him as a top goal scorer anymore, and I think this was his realization of it. And even to the point that you're making about the Kraken, they could have had him for nothing besides his salary, his 7.5, which we all have said when he's playing the hockey that he's playing right now, that is a great deal for Vladimir Tarasenko. Seven and a half mil is a great deal for a healthy and a guy that's for a healthy, healthy Tarasenko and a guy that's firing on Vladimir Tarasenko. Exactly. 
Exactly. So I think that might have flipped the switch too. that like, hey, what is going on here? I think I'm really good and the league doesn't think I'm really good. I want to go out and show them that I am really good. Now, the thing where this gets even more complicated is if you're Doug Armstrong and Vladimir Tarasenko play in this hockey, obviously, what, five, six games into the season, it's a short stretch, right? But if he sustains this for the entire season and he's playing to raise his his draft, or not draft capital, his trade stock, right? And in Doug Armstrong's mind, the better he plays, the less likely he is to trade him. That becomes a rift, right? So if Vladimir Tarasenko is out here giving 110% effort every night and dangling these guys, which by the way, he was always using that power move on the outside. And we saw a finesse move like rookie Vladdy in that highlight reel goal. And I don't think I've ever seen him use both of those moves in his repertoire at the same time. Kind of when he got more powerful and bigger, he started playing like that. And he never really used that skill and finesse. But if he's able to do that for a sustained season, like I said, there's going to become a rift where Doug Armstrong will want to keep him because he's playing so well. And Vladimir Tarasenko will want to be traded because his trade stock is at an all-time high, or higher at least than it was this offseason. Yeah, or or to to play devil's advocate, I guess you kind of playing devil's advocate, the reverse angel's advocate, um, That's I, if that's a thing. Um, what, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll take what, it. If, what if all of a sudden he's satisfied with his power play time, he's satisfied that he's getting the attention from the team and the fans and the league, and maybe the maybe the casual trade request that was blown out of proportion, um, which again may or may not be the case, just speculation. Maybe that gets rescinded, and maybe Vladimir Tarasenko retires a member of the St. Louis Blues. These are all possibilities that I don't think we expected at the beginning of the off season with the trade rumors. But that's sort of the way things are right now. Um, and as much as I wish the trade request didn't happen, and we were still just seeing vintage Vladdy with no no asterisk, I would rather this be the case than have an, have him get taken by the crack and letting it up there or traded to wherever for some player that isn't going to pan out for the next few years. I'm ha- beyond happy that Vladimir Tarasenko is lighting it up for the St. Louis Blues this year. Vladimir Tarasenko has always been an integral part of the St. Louis Blues, but if you're missing some integral parts for your car, you got to check out our friends over at rockauto.com because with the ever-increasing number of makes and models, it's impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts that you need. So don't endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand their warehouse happens to carry because you have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. You don't have to spend 30%, 50%, even 100% more for the same parts from a chain store or a car dealership. And the best part about Rock Auto is they are they are a family business. They've been serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years, and the prices are always reliably low for every customer. So go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in there. How did you hear about us, Box? So they know that we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. When we come back, we're going to be talking about Vili Huso, a shutout effort in his first appearance this season and whether or not this is the best blues team we've ever seen so don't go anywhere all right josh so obviously billy huso 34 save shutout 
in his first appearance on the season. Looked a little bit dicey at times last year. That first shot of the game, I was always clenching my pearls a little bit harder than the other ones. Um, but he weathered the storm, looked fantastic doing it. It wasn't like he just went out there and had a like a 15 save shutout. These were these were top-notch scoring opportunities that he was holding down the fort for. Um, so I know we talked a little bit about whether or not he'd be the future, or not the future, uh, but a good option as a backup for the Blues moving forward in the event that Jordan Bennington needed rest or Jordan Bennington needed days off. Uh, he looks pretty good right now. What's your opinion of Vili Husa? Yeah, um, I talked about it a lot in the, the pregame solo podcast that I did uh, that this was sort of the last big, or that game was sort of the last big question mark of the blue season of what can we expect for the inevitable 15, 20, 25 games that Billy Huso gets in the regular season? Um, is it going to be a type where we have to prepare for a completely different blues game on the, the nights where Billy Huso starts because of one out of every three starts, we're going to be down one, nothing after 30 seconds. Um, that was that was the case last year, and I think you could see it in the way that the team played. I think the team didn't play as confidently in front of him as they did in front of Bennington last year. We've seen that with when Jake Allen and Brian Elliott were the two goalies. We we always have that argument of well, yeah, goalie bl- goalie B looks better, but that's because the team tries hard in front of him. It's shifted year to year. Um, I don't. It's it's not just the Blues. It's every every team plays for their goalie uh, to an extent, and. Vili Huso looked really strong early, and I think we saw it translate to the rest of the team as well. I think the team started off a little bit shaky defensively, as they have um, in pretty much every game this season, because they're just overall a little shaky defensively. And as Vili Huso sort of kept them into the game, you saw the high-danger scoring chances happening, happening less and less frequently. You saw the defenders getting a little bit more confident going up for pinches or, or taking the taking the body instead of just trying to be conservative and, and force them to the outside because they knew that if Philly Huso had to make a tough save, he'd probably be able to. Um, and, and I think that that's a really important confidence for the team to have and for Huso to have as well because I tweeted it right after the game. That was the best game he's had in his NHL career, without a doubt. Um, and if they can have – Blues can have two goalies moving forward that they can rely on to give them a chance to win the game with the offense playing the way it is, they're going to win like 50 games this year. And I'm not even exaggerating. If the Blues continue to play the way that they've been playing and Billy Huso and Jordan Bennington keep them in games, this could be a 50-win team. Just to go back on Vladdy here for a second because Jay Tap and Richard Clare are talking about uh, potential trades in the chat right now. So – uh, Jay Chap says we trade him. I imagine it would be young guys. He's doing well, so I wouldn't imagine he would get traded if we were contending. Richard Clay says I wouldn't mind getting Lindholm um, from Anaheim for Vladdy. To kind of address both of those, I think if either of those are the situation where uh, a team comes up to Doug Armstrong and offers either of those, I think Doug Armstrong says no. I think to pry Tarasenko away from the Blues right now, especially playing the hockey that he is, you're going to have to give up someone of stature you're gonna have to give up someone the blues aren't gonna retain any salary that's been relevant from the time that we started these negotiations and especially now that his stock is rising the blues aren't retaining salary they're gonna want somebody back that's gonna help them win now and they're gonna want someone back that's on the younger side to help them win years down the road if it doesn't fit all three of those criteria at least two of the three it's not happening in my opinion yeah there's there's no reason at the moment to trade Vladimir Tarasenko. Obviously, a lot could change um, between now and the trade deadline, but 
you think of the whole, oh, it's a business when, you know, whenever your favorite player gets traded, you say, oh, it's a business from a pure business sense, not even trade requests, whatever. If you have a team that is as successful as the St. Louis Blues and you have a player that is contributing as much as Vladimir Tarasenko is, there's no reason to trade him right now. It's not the NBA where players can just sit out and fake an injury um, if, if they don't want to play until they get traded. Uh, he, he's gonna, Until there's a trade, he's going to show up, he's going to play, and from every indication, he's engaged. He is showing more effort than he has shown in any of the past few seasons that we've seen out of him. There's no indication that he is that this isn't a good environment for him at least temporarily. So if it if this offseason comes around and the situation is still the same and the market's a little bit better, yeah, he'll get traded. Um but if that doesn't happen and he still wants out at the end of his contract, then he'll he won't resign here and he'll go somewhere else. But unless things change, I think pretty drastically from the pace that they're on now, Vladimir Tarasenko will not be traded this this season. Right. And so going back to uh, the question of whether this team uh, is one of the best of all time that we've ever seen, let me just add a little bit of uh, detail here, okay? So obviously, if you have a team that has Brett Hole and Wayne Gretzky on it, that's a little bit more firepower than Ryan O'Reilly and Tarasenko, right? I mean, those guys are Hall of Famers and like one and two in terms of top players in the NHL. Like they're right up there, right? And so that's just legendary status. And then you throw in Shanahan and a lot of these guys, like they're huge names, right? But I think from top to bottom, when you're talking about building a roster, because I mean, the Leafs have huge names on their team too, right? But their talent kind of falls off a cliff. They don't have the team chemistry, whatever it might be. This Blues team is extremely deep. We talked about the 2019 being the deepest team we've ever seen this team I think is better than that especially in terms of scoring capability and they kind of add the same level of defense at least from a forward standpoint and we haven't even seen Oscar Sundquist play this season um so I think all things considered and maybe it's uh my youth speaking as well because uh you know I'm 24 years old so uh the level of play that I've seen at least I remember from blues hockey I've never seen a team this skilled in my opinion and so to kind of take all those things into consideration, I think this team has to be up there in terms of one of the most skilled, talented, uh, and the level of synergy that they have. I mean, they had that team bonding trip to Vail, and it I don't know I don't know what happened. Maybe it wasn't even the team bonding trip. Maybe it was just the fact that COVID protocols were uh, loosened a little bit, and they can actually have team dinners and grow together. And like the guys that came in, Justin Falk, Tori Krug. Buchnevich, side, like all these guys can actually bond and create chemistry with these guys away from the rink. I think that's huge for them. And that kind of speaks dividends to why they're playing so well on the ice. Because I remember a time where the Blues could not complete three passes in a row. And now they're completing three passes in a row with their eyes closed behind the back stuff. Like they look like the Harlem Globetrotters out there compared to some of the Blues teams I've seen. Uh, and that's one of the reasons that I'm bringing this topic up. Get, getting close to the end here. So my my one take on is this the best Blues team ever? Obviously, that's a huge impossible to answer question because comparing errors, blah, 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 blah. We don't need to get into it. Um, but offensively, you could absolutely make the argument. Now, the one area of common Blues teams that have been up there with the greats have been, they've been a defensive juggernaut as well. They've been able to shut teams down um, and just be terrifying to play against. I don't think the defense has really risen to the level where I'm comfortable saying that this is the best, one of the best Blues teams overall. 
Um, but I think it has the potential to get there, whether it is a trade acquisition, whether it's the, them. I, I do think the defense has improved as the season has gone on, um, whether it's them just continuing to improve and becoming a really, real strong point of this team. Um, then maybe that you could actually make the argument that overall uh, for, you know, 12 forward, six defensemen, one goalie, this is the strongest the blues have been um, in my recent memory. I think that there's decent chance we end up saying that at some point this season, but right now, Need to work on that defense a little bit. Um, offensively, I think you can make the argument without a doubt. Obviously, goaltending taken into consideration too. There's only one goalie uh, that's brought a Stanley Cup to St. Louis so far, and that is Jordan Bennington. He's looking hot right now and sounds like a favorite to be uh, on Team Canada. And I think if Doug Armstrong has anything to say about it, uh, might he might throw in a little bit of nepotism there. Maybe favoritism. I don't know. But yeah, I'm, I'm with you 100%. I don't think this is the best team of all time. I, I think it's way too early to say that in any stretch, especially with the Hall of Famers that the Blues have at their disposal. But I think what's an all, when it's all said and done, uh, if you're looking at top 10 teams the Blues have ever had, maybe top 15, uh, this, this Blues team, with the way that it's built right now, with the names on its roster uh, and the product that they're putting on the ice, they're going to have to be in the conversation. But I think that's all the time we have for conversation. So thank you guys so much for tuning in. Uh, make sure you hit that follow or subscribe button on whatever platform you're currently listening to and ring that bell on YouTube. That way you never miss an episode. You can hop in the live chat with us and ask questions. It's a lot of fun. So I want to thank Richard Clay, JTAP, the usuals for hopping in, Brandon, uh, we saw you as well, and everyone that could be here. Uh, but like I said, that's all the time we have. So follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Locked On Blues. Follow me on Twitter at 1215. Follow Josh on Twitter at Josh Hyman, NHL. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go, Blues.